Okay, let's take a step back. Let's really get a sense. How concerned are we? Where does this whole thing start? What's Jason Tatum's role in all of this? How can the Celtics turn this thing around? I'm bringing in Chad Finn from the Boston Globe to discuss it with me right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, and I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed on whichever app you use to get your podcast. Also watch the show on YouTube. Hop in the comments section there. Let me know what you think about the subject matter, about what we're saying, about your opinion of, of what we're saying. Uh, I would really like love for you to, uh, to do that. I'm John Corrales, former professional basketball player. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today, a wide-ranging discussion here about just our general feel about this team, uh, the departure of Damon Stoudemire. What, what, does that, what impact does that have? Joe Mazzulla's coaching, Jason Tatum's impact on this, why the hierarchy is what it is on this team. It's all with Chad Finn of the Boston Globe. First, today's show is brought to you by Ultimate Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM and managing your own basketball franchise, this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebasketballgm.com or look it up Look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked on, all caps, in the game. Now, let's get to my conversation with Chad Finn of The Globe. Chad Finn, I was thinking earlier today, I need somebody to bounce my concerns off of. And I will say that I think you and I are are probably the closest in terms of our demeanor when it comes to this team. Because yes, I, I agree. Most, yeah, most of the time when people are freaking out, we're both kind of like, eh, you know don't, eh, it's not that big of a deal. And you tell me, I, part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on, this stretch, starting with the Brooklyn game, is yeah. the most actual concern I have felt about this team. So I kind of want to get your sense of whether, how, what's your level of concern right now in this moment? Yeah, we're not panic button smackers, you know, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a yeah. lot of people are. Um I think we are on the same wavelength a lot of times because uh, I know you always offer kind of context and big picture and uh, remember, you know, what guys in this team have accomplished in their careers, even though they haven't won a championship yet. They've, they've been uh, Tatum Brown have been on a heck of a path and that get lo- gets lost sometimes in the day to day successes. But frustrations too that uh, come with any season so um i think both you and i are, are more the the reasonable types uh, right. for no better way of putting it and uh i think you and i probably right now are both concerned with what we're seeing because 
uh, it feels like a regression in a lot of different ways. It feels like they're not doing some of the things that uh, last year when Ime Yudoka was in his one and only season as a head coach, uh, that he got the habits he got them to break. Uh, or at least set aside for good lengths of time. Uh, defensive intensity being right at the top of that list, and that hasn't been there lately. Uh, the sense that um, you can't just glide in and assume you're going to beat a team. That happened a little bit last year, but it's uh, become a habit again here, uh, magnified by the Houston loss uh, Monday night. And I think individually we're seeing it too. We're, we're Tatum's getting a little too ISO heavy. Uh, Jalen always kind of has been, but I wish he were a little bit more of a playmaker than he is. And then Marcus really uh, has has taken a step here backward in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and it's it's to me my in my last podcast, I, I've kind of just resigned myself to you know what, kind of done with with believing that these guys are going to consistently be something different than than some level of this um which is to say that this is this is kind of their default this is i think i, I don't know how many Maddening. times yeah yeah i just I, <laughs> I just don't know how many different times they can do this before before like it's it's that in definition of insanity why am i expecting something different and you go way back you can go into the bubble you can go just the beginnings of Tatum and Brown as the guys. And it is, it is mostly, it is mostly Tatum as my background freaks out right now on me. I'll fix that in a second. (laughs) But it's, it is mostly, it starts with Tatum and then it goes, it, it, it trickles down and this is who they are. When they play fast, it goes beyond their, like it's not their default. They play fast because they they know they're supposed to play fast. They they play consistently because they know. Okay, God. Okay, now we really got to buckle down. I compared it to to like me trying to lose ten pounds. Like okay, when you know you're gonna lose ten. When, when I got a wedding coming up, it's like all right, all right. I gotta fit into that suit. Okay, now I know to to put the the, the crap away and and eat better. It, it's kind of like that with these guys. But no matter what, no matter how well they play, no matter how good they look. This, what we're seeing here, the slow starts, the inconsistent efforts, the the slow pace of play, this is where it defaults. This is where their starting point always is. And anything out of that is them working hard to avoid this kind of thing. Yeah, I guess that's where my disappointment is because I thought they'd grown out of it. I thought that's what this process was, getting to the finals last year, uh, having a damn good chance of winning it and losing in six because – they weren't mature enough. They were a little bit worn out, and they ran into a team who had a ton of uh, experience in that situation that was also happened to be extremely mentally tough. I mean, they, they knew what they were doing uh, with every step in that series, Golden State, and the, the, this, this group of Celtics hadn't been through that before at that level. Uh, but you look back, I mean, Tatum's played 74 playoff games already in his career. He He's... He's been through some battles and he's just turned 25 years old. And I felt like, uh, you know, he he's genuine in his acknowledgement about 
when he plays poorly or when something needs to improve in his own game. And uh, I thought what we saw at the start of the season where team moved the ball really well, uh, everybody seemed connected. Uh, we always heard about how great the uh, camaraderie was, and we still do. We heard Stoudemire say it last night. Um, it felt like that had been a huge step forward that they wasn't going to come with a half a step backward uh, deep into the season like uh, we've had right now. So I, you know, I'm with you that, that Tatum is the is kind of the the the, the 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 main focus, I guess, or uh, because he's the team's most accomplished player, mm-hmm. uh, the one the weight falls on the most, and and it kind of goes as he goes, but. Um, you know, there are other guys around who, who have are having same similar regression issues. And I don't know. I think that's my disappointment is I thought they were beyond that. And the, the, the getting the finals last year, the heartbreak of losing and then coming into this season and being on a mission, I, I thought it was all behind them. And it's not. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I don't think we need any more evidence than last night's game where Jalen Brown was awesome. Jalen yeah. Brown came to play. Jalen Brown was the one consistent to drop 43 points on so, both ends too, which isn't always ends. the case with them. Right. So yeah. you have Jalen Brown playing a great game, right? Leading by example, you have J- Jason Tatum playing a crappy game playing. Like I, I, I was going to go back and look at Jason Tatum's defensive possessions, especially from the first half, but I had just eaten and I didn't want to get sick. <laughs> And so it, the team kind of followed Tatum's lead. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't follow Jalen as, Hey man, you know what? Jalen's putting in the effort. Let's we're going to rally. We're going to hit. We're using him as inspiration. They didn't do that. He was right. awesome. The whole game Tatum came out soft and slow and the team kind of said, Oh, okay. I thought they started great. I thought the team started great, but it, but Tatum kind of like was, was, clearly playing like poorly and the yeah. team was just oh okay we're gonna settle into this now the Jason Tatum role how he really is the leader of all of this that conversation part of this second segment coming up first I'm really excited to tell you about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode the mobile game ultimate pro basketball GM if you've ever dreamed about becoming an NBA GM managing your basketball franchise your dream has come true with this game it's definitely for you you can manage every strategic aspect of your team you play through the season lead your team to glory you are responsible for hiring coaches and assistants trading and trading training players making picks uh navigating your franchise through free agency the draft the ups and downs of the season even the arena it's it really down to like the nitty-gritty here uh, and it's in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM, completely free and playable offline. You can play on the go as you want, when you want to, on a plane when you don't have a Wi-Fi uh, connection. You can do it all there. And Locked On listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out. To download the game, visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. If there's yeah. any any question about the hierarchy here, it's, this is the game that kind of tells you the hierarchy more than anything. Jalen came to play. 
the rest of the Celtics kind of still didn't follow his lead. What did you think of the last play? Not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but it worked. He missed the layup. It worked. But I know yeah. I know a lot of people uh, felt like Jalen deserved the opportunity in that moment. Yeah. I mean, look, for, I, I think the, the, the very like baseline of it is you got a layup out of it. So I can't yeah. argue, can't argue with, I mean, it's the same play that they've run now three straight. And if you count the timeout with the, there was four straight attempts at, uh, cause in the, 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 the Philly game, there was a timeout in the middle of it. So this is, this is just kind of like the default play. Uh, but it's funny earlier this season, they, they had been using Tatum as the decoy and went with Jalen Brown as the yeah. closer. And remember right. Jalen banked in that three pointer. I forget what game that was, but, um, that was kind of like their their go to play, so I thought it was fine because of the result. You got the layup. Yeah. Do you want to reward Jalen Brown in that moment? I think bigger picture. You know, Jalen was the guy who had Jalen had the forty three, mm-hmm. but Tatum had the easiest paths to the hoop in the half court. So, you know, I can see the argument for for both because. <laughs> uh, you know, I wish you could tell me what shot Jalen would have ended up with. You know, if it's something where he's driving into the lane and and trying to get to the hoop, I don't really trust him there in that situation. Yeah, I, if if it's the fifteen footer, which I think he was five for five on last night, the little step back. Sure. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I don't know what kind of play they would have run. I I'm afraid that what you needed in that spot and why you probably go to Tatum is a little bit better ball handling to get past the initial defender. And Tatum is the better ball handler of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, More likely to make the free throws. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, there's that. I mean, Jalen did miss one of those three. Um, And, and I think Jalen probably was more likely to settle for the three pointer or, or maybe, Try to be like, okay, okay. You know what? You guys got away from me. You guys are watch me be the hero. I'm winning this game on you. Yeah. So step back three. Yeah. So yeah. This is, but this all goes Chad to the whole mentality of this team, where I think there's that disconnect. I really do think that all of this hierarchy stuff that we talked about, it's it's real, and I think Jalen feels it, and I think Jalen is like, well, wait a second. Why, why, why is there a hierarchy? Why aren't we one and one a, you know, why is it a one, two? And I mean, my, my argument would be that Jason Tatum, I think is just more a better, just like, to whatever degree, he's a better player. Right. But, but I do think that there's a little bit of that dynamic. The Celtics do get away from Jalen Brown. They don't, they never get away from getting the ball to Tatum. They do get away from getting the ball to Jalen Brown no matter what kind of game he's having. So I feel like in those moments, in that last second, there's, there's like an imbalance that that would be solved if everybody just played fast and played with pace (laughs) and the ball just moved around and it found the right guys. But when you play ISO, when you play this crap style of basketball, then it goes into Tatum's number one, because he's a better ISO player. Jalen's number two, because he doesn't have quite as much handle. And then you go everybody else. Yeah. I, I can't stand it actually when Tatum brings the ball up. (laughs) It's not a, I mean, he's going to score a lot out of it. He's going to get good shots a lot of the time out of it, but it just stagnates everything. It takes the ball out of 
Marcus's hands, which discourages him from being a playmaker and tends to lead him back into these bad habits he's been lately. I think he was yeah. six of 22 from three uh, in the uh, the uh, Cleveland and Knicks games, I think. It just bad, a lot of bad. Even the games where he hasn't shot a lot, the, sh- the shot selection has been old Marcus, not the Marcus we saw at the, under Ime a lot, the Marcus we saw the start of this year and um you know it, it, it off the off track a little bit here but it makes me worry about Stoudemire leaving because everything you hear was that Stoudemire was the guy who could really talk to Marcus in plain language and get him back on track to doing what he needed to do and it 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 feels like he is uh careening off that track right now and it comes from the ISO ball that Tatum plays and, and uh, Jalen to another, uh, a different degree and um, sort of leaves Marcus in that mindset where, well, I'm not the point guard. So maybe I'm the third option, you know, on yeah. a night when that, uh, that used to happen in the past a lot with him when Tatum and or Jalen were off where Marcus felt like, all right, I got a yeah. score. And that's where the bad shots came from. He doesn't have to do that anymore. You got Brogdon, you've got Derek white, you've got, you know, Al was kind of checked out last night, but you know, it can be him sometimes and shooting corner threes. There, there are other options here and it really should never rarely have to be Marcus. And yet that, uh, that old mindset's creeped back in and it's one of the problems yeah. right now. It's it, it very much is the, 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 the trickle down is Tatum isolates and gets some tunnel vision and, and goes off on his own. Jalen feels like, well, I got to get my shots too. Cause I've earned my 20 shots a game. So, yes. so and he's right. He, he is right. He is right. <laughs> so when, when you're isolating like that, you're like, all right, well now I'm going to isolate. And when they're isolating and they're just now Marcus is just standing in the corner. He's like, Hey, you know, I'm supposed to be the point guard. And this is one of the biggest things that drives me nuts. And we'll get into the Stoudemire stuff in a minute because I, I do want to talk about that. But this goes back into what I've said before on other podcasts. We're back, we're back to the finals. We're back to the style of play that cost them in the finals. They got these ball handlers. They say, hey, man, we, we needed an extra ball handler on the floor last year in, in the finals. So let's go get Malcolm Brogdon. This is going to be a huge coup. What, what's he doing? Where's, yeah. where's he? We're, Derek White has been a, a tremendous ball handler and, and creator. What's he doing? If if you're if you're gonna have if you're gonna play ISO ball like that, then you got to take Marcus Smart off the floor. Yes, and, and yep. put Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon in because mm-hmm. at the very least now you're spacing the floor and you're not giving somebody the other team somebody to help off of. But if you're gonna play fast, then I want Marcus Smart as the point guard playing point guard because he gets these guys and he is capable of running the pick and roll. And maybe, maybe things change when Rob is back, but he's out again for Minnesota. The seven to 10 day timeline is now, if you, if you go with the, uh, the date of the, um, the diagnosis. So however you want to do it, it was either yesterday or today. And so Rob hopefully will be back soon. That that kind of becomes like a you know a, a like like a caddy like you're you're like a pitcher with a, <laughs> a specific catcher like you you need Marcus right. out there with Rob or else he's ineffective in this. I I just I would I would like to see the Celtics play fast with Smart and either if you close with Smart White or Smart and Brogdon with Tatum and Brown and Rob or Tatum and Brown and and, and Al, 
That's fine with me. Take the take the ball handling pressure off of those other two guys. Let them catch the ball off the move. But that but that makes too much sense, Chad. Right. That's not how they want to play. Tatum right. wants the ball in his hands. He needs the ball in his hands. And it starts there and it just slowly goes down. But that can't be how the Celtics play. If you're just the Tatum ISO team, you're not going to win a championship. You got to be move the ball team. Back with more from Chad, including Joe Mazzula, Damon Stoudemire, their impact on how this goes. First, today's show brought to you by FanDuel. This is a great time to download download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because in Massachusetts, sports betting is now legal. FanDuel is now live. So you new customers, and there's a ton of you in Massachusetts, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. All you got to do, download that FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe. It's secure. Incredibly easy to use. And you can bet on everything. Money line, point scorers, three-pointers drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah, it makes me wonder how much Joe gets through to them. I hate to say it because I really like him. I think he's done a good job in a lot of ways. And as somebody who came in as the you know, the interim coach in a, a pretty awful situation, you couldn't have asked them to do a better job. But uh, I, I I thought the best thing about Ime last year was when they started going off the rails and playing my turn basketball or mm-hmm. even selfish basketball, timeout, and you better turn your microphones off on ABC <laughs> because he was going to tell them exactly what he thought. Yeah. I mean, you guys are bleeping, playing like bleeping bleeps was you know, caught in the finals last year. Um, And they need that. And it tended to work. It didn't work all the time, but uh, it it tended to get them back pointed the way they're supposed to play. And you just look at the things that, again, going back to that word, regressing, Marcus's shot selection, Tatum's iso ball, Jalen's I got to get mine now mindset. Um, Joe playing Marcus down the stretch when, you know, White is the, the great connector on the team and Brogdon's their third, third, third best score in terms of getting his own shot and, and mm-hmm. trusting him to be able to get, get a bucket when you need one. He was, I mean, look away did down the stretch last night. He doesn't always get the opportunity late in games and uh, he probably deserves it, even though def- on the defensive end, uh, you know, he's a bit of a detriment, but you know, Marcus's ISO numbers are brutal this year as well, but uh, white has to be on the court, no matter how they play. And I, I, it, it's one of those things I worry about with with Joe is whether he can tell Marcus you're sitting here and whether you know how Marcus handles that. Yeah, look, the, the coaching thing, I, I I hesitate to go down that road because because Udoka's not coming back. Um, right. that, and it's on the players ultimately. To, they know better. They know better. It, it, right, right. Um I I do think <laughs> the thought just popped into my head of, you know, earlier this year when, when Joe doesn't call timeouts during certain situations and his, I'm going to let these guys figure it out. I'm going to let these guys figure it out. I wonder if, and this is not a criticism of timeout usage because 
it's he has a, he's actually right when he says the timeout he doesn't, doesn't think it works. Yeah. You know, he doesn't Half think the time, the timeout yeah. works. And there are plenty. You go through every game and say, like, I've seen a team call a timeout after an 8-0 run, and it works. And I've seen that run continue to 22 to two. And like, it's, 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 it really is on the players. But the one element that I never really thought of is should he have called these timeouts to light into the guys and say, Hey, this is not how you play. This is not how we want to close and yeah. set that expectation earlier. Establish I, it. Yeah. You know, I, and I didn't think of it then, but now that we're here, I don't know. I don't know if that's something I'm not in the, I'm not in the film room. I don't know, but calling the timeout to be like, Hey, this, this is not acceptable. What you're doing out there is not acceptable. We don't play that way. Celtics don't play that way. You're either going to do this or I'm going to put people, guy people in the game who do and yeah. just be hard with them in that moment. Like we can't forget, forget that. Like the fact that email, whatever happened, one of the reasons one of the things we heard after the hiring from the from the guys was he's going to coach us hard. They, it's almost like that was an admission. They knew they needed to be coached. Yes, yeah. They knew, hey man, we need somebody to come in here and push us. You remember he mentioned their assist rate in his introductory press conference. Yes. Yeah, twenty seventh in the league, Brad. You know that's not very yeah. good or whatever. Whatever he said. That was a funny moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, and true. And true. And, and true. probably some Joe should say, you know, right now and, you know, whatever their metrics have been over the last three yeah. weeks. I mean, there's that to me. And again, I, I, I've compared this yesterday. I compared it to to me trying to, to lose the weight. And like I said earlier, it, it at some point it, it was it's kind of like me saying, hey, man, I just need I just need a personal trainer. You know, what I mean, like I admit I'm not going to do this on my own. <laughs> it's a good analogy. I'm admitting to you all, I can't consistently go to the gym four or five days a week unless I have somebody pushing me to do it. So I need somebody to do that. You make that admission. They made that admission at the beginning of last season, and it kind of went away. And I think, again, not a not a total dismissal of what Joe – I think Joe Mazzulla is a good coach. He knows basketball, and he's he's testing some of the limits of how certain things – you know, we've historically known to be true, uh, testing what whether they really are true. He believes I, I, in I, math. He certainly believes in math. Yeah. But, but the one thing I've been saying all along is he he doesn't have the feel. Because it's impossible to have the feel when you haven't coached in the right. – Not only haven't coached, haven't played in the league, haven't been around the league long enough. You don't have to have been a player. But if you haven't been a player – and you don't know how the ebbs and flows of the league go and how the locker room works and how to see, hmm, th this guy, he's acting a certain way. I've seen people like this act this way before when they have contracts coming up. I go to address right. that. Right. All of those things that we all see in our everyday jobs, having done what we do, I can pick out, oh, yeah, this guy's acting this way. I, I know. I know what that's about. It's not about well, what he's saying. That's what Stoudemire was for. And, you know, I, I think with Joe, I mean, we look at his staff and see that it's young and there's not an ex-NBA player around anymore. But we do tend to forget he has Brad to lean on. You know, people are frustrated with Brad as a coach at the end because the team had kind of 
kind of tuned him out, but I, I think he probably helps him more in that regard, just uh, dealing with the, 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 the day-to-day and uh, uh, running, you know, running a locker room, running a team and, and taking the temperature and all of those things. I, I, I imagine he's a big help there, but where he can't help is when Joe's alone and the game is speeding up and you're in the last five minutes and uh, your 14 point lead has become a three point lead and Tatum's walking the ball up the court. You know, it's uh, uh, those are the things that you need reps to learn from. And he doesn't have those reps yet. And uh, uh, I, I I worry when he runs into a more experienced coach, I mean, we always cite Spolstra, but there are other guys as well. When he runs into somebody like that in the postseason, uh, is he going to be, uh, is up to speed as he needs to be. Yeah. And it, it really, this is where it falls on the players. It has to come from the players. Cause they've been there, even though they're young, That's they've, right. they've been there. These guys have gone uh, deep into the playoffs multiple times in their careers. I mean, they're young. Tatum is 25. Jalen is 26, but in NBA terms, they're not young anymore. Like, I feel like we got to stop calling them young. These guys right. have been to multiple conference finals. They've been to a finals. They've come into the league as teenagers They've been around long enough. A lot they're of game not, sevens. Yeah. They yeah. they are not young anymore. I mean, they're young in terms of age. Like when I was 25, I wouldn't want the weight of the world that they have on them because, I, you know, I was a mess. A screw up. Every, every 25-year-old is, is a screw up. But in the NBA and professional sports, 25 is you better be mature and on the ball because, you know, you've got a multi-billion dollar franchise on, on your shoulders. Uh, but they, but they've seen it. They've seen it. Um, losing Stoudemire, I, I feel like it does make an impact because you're right. He's the, he's the guy on the sidelines that has been in there that those guys respect. I think today's NBA players are very much in, in the mold of, if you haven't been there, if you haven't done it, you don't understand me. Yeah. And especially with the level of money that's around now it's it's hard and the money brings ego it brings pressure it brings you know all things negative and positive and some things guys can control and some things they can't and you know a level of fame that can that can take even the most grounded person and turn him into something that he didn't think he'd be yeah and having a guy like Stoudemire in there is is certainly good. They they definitely need. I I don't know, man. Do you think you think they is it worth at this point in mid mid March to throw another guy in there? Like who I don't know who they would even get, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> take Eddie yeah. House out of the booth and say, "Hey, Eddie, you're an assistant coach now." You know, well, it's like, not Perk. We know that. Oh, it's not Perk. No, 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 no. <laughs> he wanted to put a. Uh... He wanted to put Pritchard into the game last night on the broadcast. <laughs> I heard that. So, I yeah. heard that. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Perk, he's not well, playing, man. <laughs> you know what? Eddie speaks the truth, though. That uh, that the you would need somebody like that. I mean, obviously, yeah. he's uh, you're being facetious, and he's you know entrenched NBC Sports Boston and lives in Arizona. But uh, somebody like that who has been around has seen the league from a lot of different perspectives. And Eddie played for like what eight teams, something like that. Yeah, uh, you know, won his title here, and you you see him on TV, and he tells you exactly what he's thinking. That's that's what those players. Uh, are going there? There's going to be a void there without Stoudemire, and I, 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 you know, I don't know Stoudemire, but I just from what I saw, I thought his nature was 
uh, ideal. Like, yeah. even Keel, he's accomplished things in himself in the league and his career, you know, the Spurs, the ideal organization, um, just uh, had seen a lot and had a really great way of communicating that. And uh, it, 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 it feels like uh, it feels like a real blow to lose lose somebody like that who has the right temperament and also has the ex- personal experience to be able to rate relate to these guys who you know uh, as you said have the weight of the world on their shoulders and uh, just incredible fame and expectations on top of it yeah I, I i'm i'm a little afraid that this this matters a tiny bit more than any other lead assistant taking off for a college. And this is the time of year college jobs come up. You're an assistant coach. You want to be the head coach. He had success in college before. So he kind of likes that feel. Um, so yeah, this is the time of year it's March and Georgia, it's Georgia tech. You know, it's, it's a prestige school. Uh, they love lefty point guards there. Of course yes, he has to go. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, um, that's, that makes sense. You want to be an ACC head coach. That's, fine. Yeah. Go for it. But for this coaching staff, for Joe Missoula to lose the one accomplished NBA player on his staff is tough now at this point of the season. Yeah. Now that's, that's just a little tough. Um, because you know what, you're going to, you're going to face adversity. You're going to, you, you might go down two one in a series. You might go down three, one in a series or three, two. And, and somebody in the locker room is going to, there's going to be tension and, I know that that's what Al Horford is here for and what Blake Griffin is here for, but sometimes that, that added voice that uh, on the coaching side can be like that conduit because Al or Blake, they're not going to go to the staff and say, blah, blah, blah. They're not, they're going to try to keep it in house. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, Stoudemire is going to be able to say, Hey, Hey Joe, we got a thing here. Or, or, or even if it's Stoudemire that talks to Blake Griffin and, and, you know, like you don't go to the head coach, you go to the assistant because yeah. you know what Damon understands. I'm going to talk to Damon because he gets it. He's not going to overreact. He's going to understand right. it. He's going to process it. He's going to tell Joe kind of how this works and we're, we'll be okay. Now yeah. it's almost like an interpreter. Now you don't have the interpreter and when you don't have the interpreter, you get misunderstandings. So that's, that's, I think where, where you might, you might feel that loss moving forward. So, yeah. And because of the way this roster is structured, I mean, you, you have a lot of guys who have an argument for playing time and for playing when the game is on the line. And without that guy there, uh, you know, maybe that's the guy Marcus Smart goes to complain to mm-hmm. uh, if he sits the last three minutes of a tight game because Joe decides right. Brogdon and White are the best guys to have on the court or you know, Brogdon, I mean, he's a really accomplished NBA fringe all-star type of player who's been yeah. the best player on his team at point in times in his career. And uh, he's usually a guy on the bench. And he seems, by all accounts, he's handled it great. All he ever says is this is the best locker room he's ever been in and mm-hmm. appreciate the camaraderie. But there has to be frustration sometimes when you're you're watching guys out there who aren't playing the right way. And uh, the next night, same thing happens and you're still watching it. So um, to have that kind of guy there, even though they, you know, they, they have a lot of adults on this team, even the younger guys, I, I think are pretty admirable in the way they handle themselves, but um, it's not the same. Like you said, it's not the same as being able to have a coach who's that, uh, that bridge from the coaching staff to the locker room. So here we are. It's in, in the big picture. This is, this is concerning. 
it, it's still not panic button, but it's, no. it's the most concerned I've been. This is yeah. because because of the history um, of this team, because it's the same, right? Making it difficult on themselves. That's, you know, just, that's it. That's they should be at the making it easier on ourselves stage of their career, and they're, they're not. exactly it. And the fact that they keep doing this. It's not like they're on a little bit of a swoon because they just are shooting 20% from three, and they're playing a little CM, but, you know, it. it it's not, it's not just a thing like that. It's the same things that we saw at the beginning of last season. It's the same things that we've seen over and over and over and over again. So let's, let's try to end. Let's see. Let's see if we end on an up note or not. <laughs> is it possible that this Rockets game is the equivalent of last January's loss to the New York Knicks? Where afterwards oh, yeah. things turned around. They that was the moment after all the playing RJ exactly Barrett. this way, right? Like they said, all that way, they 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 finally got that okay. You know, that that moment where you're like, you know what? God, I, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> you know, that I, I, I keep saying I'm not gonna drink, and then I keep putting myself in this situation, <laughs> and now now my boss talked to me at work and it's really affecting my performance. I can't, I gotta, I gotta go dry for a few months. Like, is that, is <laughs> They're last smelling night's... it on me at work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I had drinks at lunch. Oh my God. What's my problem? Um, no, but that, that was the New York game last year. They played this way the whole time. They, they, it seemed like they felt like, Hey, we can do this my way, our way. And then that New York game was like the, okay, it's not working. They went through all the season. They got the top seed. They came out. They started playing their way again. And mm -hmm. guess what? I mean, this always happens this way, but here it is again. Now you've gone from the top seed to, oh, my God, we might get the third seed? Are we going to lose home court? Wick Grosbeck's probably pissed off because he's, like, looking at playoff gate and, like, wait a minute. You guys might cost me two, three games of playoff money that I was going to use to pay the tax bill. What are you guys doing? So Well, they'll, they'll go seven when he doesn't expect it. So that'll, yeah. <laughs> that'll make up a little but, bit of it. Make up a little bit, but that should be four games at home instead of three. Right, uh, right. <laughs> do you think the Houston game is the equivalent of that Knicks game? And they say, oh, God, okay, we're going straight now for the rest of the season. I've thought pretty much any of these overtime games they've had, <laughs> they've blown a big lead, uh, or you know the Knicks game, or uh, yeah, Cleveland, New Jersey, the uh, Brooklyn. I still call yeah. New Jersey all the time. <laughs> um, no matter, uh, you know, no, no matter. I thought, all right, this is it. Um, I don't know if we're waiting for like a Jalen tweet. The energy is shifting. Uh, I mean, he'd he'd probably be justified today in saying, uh, tweeting, I should have got the last shot, but. Um, <laughs> I, it's up to them. Like we said at the beginning, it's uh, yeah. how serious are they about fixing these problems as players? Because uh, they don't have a coach who tells them how much they suck uh, and, and uh, seems to intimidate them a little bit. You know, you may, <laughs> you may have, right. seem to have that right. effect on those guys. And that's a good thing. Uh, Joe can't do that. And Joe doesn't have the, the, the gravitas of uh you know, if a guy's been a longtime NBA assistant or played in the mm -hmm. league or any of those other things. So it's on them to put to to, to 
to, to do this and to uh, play the right way. And they know it because they talk about it. Tatum talks about it. Marcus talks about it. Jalen uh, was candid about how bad they were last night. Uh, but when does that translate to the court? Are we going to see it in little dribs and drabs? Or are we going to see it over a full game? Are we going to see them build big leads and hold on to them for once? Uh, I fully believe they're capable of it. I, I still think oh, this yeah. is a, a really well-constructed team. If they're healthy, you get Rob back. Uh, Tatum's wrist uh, is, is something he can uh, play through and keep shooting, you know, shoot the ball well as uh, we get uh, in the playoffs. But, um, you know, we need to see it because that that moment hasn't happened yet. Maybe Houston is it, uh, but I'll believe it when it shows up on the hardwood. Yeah, yeah. It's just about it's about buying in. It's like it's about having those salads. It's about Tatum not going ISO. I mean, end of the game, sure. End of the game where it's like two minutes left and you're up 10 or a minute and a half and you're up 10, you want to milk some clock. Yeah. But even then, you still want to run some action. You want to run some off-ball action to distract the help defenders. You want to do all that stuff. You can't just beat Tatum, dribble, 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 sidestep three. No, their fourth quarter pace sucks compared yeah, to their it's other terrible. quarters. Like, fourth quarters naturally slow down across the NBA, but the Celtics just – it it craters. Yeah. So it starts with Tatum playing with pace, playing with that right pace. If he can do that, I swear everything else is going to get fall into place because just Tatum playing with pace and getting off the ball early puts Marcus into this, into the spot where he can be more of a point guard. It puts Jalen in a spot where he touches the ball and at least makes some plays. It puts the role players in spots where they can help and make do the things that they do best. And it gets Tatum on the move where he's absolutely at his absolute best, catching the ball on the move, making a quick decision, and either getting to the rim or taking a shot. That's where it begins. It starts with Tatum. And the, the more Tatum isolates, the worse they are. They... <laughs> It's so it, Chad. It kills me, man. Because Tatum, it's hard to watch because Tatum, they, you know they know better, right? And for a team full of math, Tatum is in actuality the numbers show he is statistically a bad isolation player. Yeah, he, he wants to be an ISO player, and he can make plays. He can get to certain spots, and he can be a, a, a you know a, a volume scorer. But in general. His isolation numbers are well below the the top uh, isolation players in the league. He's just not that good at it. He's so much better playing in a faster-paced environment. So he's going to be the guy who starts it. It's on yeah. Tatum. You want to be the MVP or you want to be you know, the face of a franchise. You want all that stuff? It starts with you, and it starts with playing a style that you're not entirely comfortable with, but you got to know this is what's best for me. And this is what's best for the team. If they do that, then, then they're fine. But if they don't, then this is going to be a disappointing end. It makes life easier for him too. His degree of difficulty goes down when the ball moves, because all of a sudden you get white and Horford, Malcolm knocking down open looks, uh, you know, uh, Hauser at times. And then suddenly when the ball's back in Jalen and Jason's hands, uh, you know, there's a tension on the other guys. If you just, if they get an opportunity, it opens things up for their best players uh, uh, in the bigger picture. And they played that way at the start of the year and they play that way at their best, but it's just been uh, scarce lately. Yeah. Oh boy. I All believe right. in them though. I'm not I, out. 
Oh no, I'm not. I have I one other question for you as a sure. uh, as a guy who played. Why don't what? And this is such an old man question. Why don't they box out anymore? Oh, why geez. does nobody box out? That's an NBA you, thing. That's an NBA thing. That's you know I've heard stories about the guys who are like lined up on the free throw line, kind of like looking at each other. You got your hands in your shorts, and you're like, "Are you going to go?" Like, no, nah, I'm not going to go. So, okay. So that means I'm not going to box it, right? Like there it's, it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement, you know, but that that's on the free throw. So there's, there's a lot of, you know, we're all working hard. I'm if, if the shot goes up and I'm kind of like in your vicinity, you know, it's not, you notice it's not the big veteran teams that are out there crashing the boards like crazy. It's a team yeah. like Houston, bunch of young guys. They got all this energy and they're like, Poker yeah, sticks. man, I go crash. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh man, we're going to, we love going to crash these younger teams. <laughs> they're like, yeah, man, you know, you, especially if you play with, you know, on Houston where it's, <laughs> it's my turn, your turn, whatever. And the only way I'm going to get 10 shots is five putbacks. So, all right. right. <laughs> okay. I'm done watching, you know, Jalen Green. Okay. Jalen Green. Blah, 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 blah. All right. Here we go. Boom. Now I got to crash and I'm going to get my points, you know, or, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I, but I think Jaylen the older Green. teams, the older guys are going to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to save my energy for the defensive end because it's, we're playing, we're playing 115 games, 110 games. You just games. explained Al's performance last night. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, like Al for sure takes games off in like preservation mode because he's probably thinking like they don't need me to close this game out. This is a game where you guys can go like, I'll do a little thing here and there. And yeah, that's, I kind of, I look past it on Al cause he's Dennis Johnson invented that in the eighties. So (laughs) I'm all right with Al doing it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just pick your spots. Well, this isn't like, I tell people like this, this just isn't college. This isn't college where you play, one game every five days and you got it. It's a coach's league and you're fighting for time and all this is NBA grind of a season. You're just getting killed every day anyway. So the boxing out, it's just, that's hard. Just go spend two minutes on a pole in your basement and just lean against it as hard as you can. <laughs> like after after like ten seconds of that, you're like, God, I'm I'm tired. Like you, nobody wants to do that forty times a game against Embiid, against Joel Embiid. <laughs> like it's hard. Like you do it, you do it kind of when you have to. Um, I think most of the boxing out is shot goes up. I'm gonna turn and look, and if a guy's coming, I'm just gonna kind of guide him away. I'm not really getting down like. Like, like I was taught to box out, get your ass on his thigh and push. Like, right. That's you all not box happening. out and the ball hits the floor. Yes. The, right. Yeah. Like, right. The best box out was when the ball hits the floor and then you yeah. go get it. Um, yeah. you'll see that like Jalen Brown against Embiid, um, when, when there are stakes, they'll box out. Um, Jalen Brown is like the best example of that because I saw him against Joel. Cause he's like really getting down dirty. Marcus smart does that stuff, but. The rest of the game, regular season, that's like the number one thing that goes away as far as effort um, in the regular season. It can be maddening against, like you got to you got to understand, like okay, this is Houston. They're too young and stupid to know what the <laughs> deal is. So guys, today box out today. Just box out right. a little bit today. Well, like you said, they're only it's the only way they're getting their shots with Jalen Green out there. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's getting his thirty up. Right, right. That's <laughs> it. That's it. You got to understand the mentality of these teams. 
That's the only, I mean, yeah, that's what you do. Okay. That's a good answer, but All I right, still cool. want to see him do it in the last five minutes or Joe's yeah. not allowed to complain about yeah. it anymore. I would. <laughs> yeah. I would also like to see that nuts. more often. Um, yeah. Dad, appreciate you coming on, man. You bet, man. Always good talking to you. Thanks to the Globes, Chad Finn for hopping on. Uh, really enjoyed that conversation. Hope you did too. Hope you enjoyed it enough to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you enjoyed it enough to watch a show on YouTube. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you get to see something like my chroma key mess up in the middle of the first segment and the green screen kind of show up out of nowhere. That's a fun little technical uh, thing, which I, I like leaving those things in. It shows you how I, you know, it's, it's real. We're doing this. Um, so yeah, watch the show on YouTube. Uh, after this show, uh, now that you're done, head on over to Lockdown NBA. I'm hosting Lockdown NBA with Jake Madison. Recorded the show before the game started. So we will have the big stories from the night in the NBA. Uh, so go to Lockdown NBA there. Uh, if you are a subscriber here, I would love it if you shared the podcast and told everybody that you know to listen and watch the listen to and watch the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.